Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, uh, welcome to the Dogcast, brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. Um, once again, I'm your host, Tim Edwards, joined in the uh, the studio by uh, Racing Manager of Greyhound Racing SA, uh, Sean Matheson. Sean, uh, great to have you here again. Yeah, great to be here, Tim. Uh, as we spoke about last week on the show, exciting times, and it was really um uh, seen on a Thursday night just gone with some terrific racing that we had through the Oaks and Derby series and really looking forward to the show today and uh, and the racing ahead. Yeah, there's lots to look forward to on today's Dogcast, uh, everyone. Uh, the review of last week's SA Oaks and uh, Derby heats are going to be a, uh, a really good look back at what happened last week. We're also going to preview the uh, big night on Thursday night. We've got the finals of the Oaks and the uh, Derby as well. Our interview this week is going to be a really special one this week too. We've got Graham Smith on the program. Graham, of course, the trainer of Woodside Zulu, who's qualified for the SA Derby. Graham's got a great story to tell as well. And uh, um, we wish him the best of luck in Thursday night's final. It's going to be a ripping show coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Week in Review is always brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. Um, proud suppliers of fresh pet food for the Gap SA Greyhounds for the duration of their foster care in the first week of the adoption. And they're based right here in South Australia. If you want to know more about Fresh Pet Food Co., jump on their website, uh, type in freshpetfoodco.com.au, all one word um, for more information. All right, Sean, let's uh, go back and check the week in review. Of course, we had the heats of the Derby and the Oaks. I thought we'd start off with the Oaks. Uh, heat number one, we had two heats of the Oaks. Heat number one was eventually won by Dakota Roxy, um, defeating Funambulist. Uh, Sally Noggin ran third, and Webleck Will was charging home late. The favourite for the race ended up running fourth. Uh, Dakota Roxy was good, a uh, bit of bother early in the race. What did you take out of the race, Sean? Yeah, uh, there was a lot of pressure on the first turn. Um, Dakota Roxy, she's just so honest and well-deserved um, for Colin Symes and, and Dakota Roxy. She, uh, she's been really honest through this preparation and, and she really pushed hard uh, on the first turn. She was able to push up and, and lead down the back straight and she was strong enough to the line. Um, again, well-deserved. She's so honest. Fernambulist, um, ran a nice race from a wide draw and Sally Noggin just got out of maiden company, mm. uh, sort of got home well for Ray Fewings. You mentioned Webleck well, the favorite qualified for the final and, uh, was a, was a solid run. First look at the track. Mm. Um, uh, just on the race, it was actually, um, good. The series itself, it was actually good to get, um, two heats, yep. um, well supported by, by the local trainers and a couple of dogs sent across two local trainers. So we really appreciate the support, but yeah, what I took of that Dakota Roxy, she's just a really honest chaser and she gives her best. She does. And she ran 29.84. Fernambulus was excellent. I thought in defeat, uh, I thought Webleck World and Love and Thunder looked a bit new to Angle Park. They'll obviously better be better for that run, uh, last week, but, uh, yeah, Dakota Roxy was was good. Uh, heat number two, well, yeah, it was a much better performance by my girl Kizzy in heat number two. She was outstanding. Uh, look, she ran 29.72. First look at Angle Park's always a question mark, but she railed up beautifully down the back to win. She defeated Invincibility and Emily Phantom. Marley J finished in fourth position, but this was a one-act affair, really, Sean. She was heavily back, my girl Kizzy. Once Quinnish came out of the race as a scratching, I think this really did look my girl Kizzy's race, and she was uh, excellent in, in winning. Yeah, agree with those comments, Tim. Um, box one certainly suited her. Um, she was able to push hard and really, really strong to the line. Um, she she didn't have to go around a dog. Marley J, which led them up, went very hard early, um, shifted out uh, later in the race and gave the beautiful run. 
Uh, very professional, my girl Kizzy will benefit from that run. As you mentioned, 29.72, very, very fast. Invincibility for Adam Manson. He can always, um, he's taken that dog over from Robin McKellar and uh, terrific for them. Um, they can really get them to go quite nicely. Invincibility was a nice run. Emily Phantom getting home well. Um, yeah, my girl Kizzy is the main player here, obviously. Her performance, uh, well, she'll have another look at the track at Angle Park in the final. She'll be better for that. I do think box one did help her an awful mm, lot. Yep. Um, she She's a bit wider when we get to the final. She's drawn out in, in three. So she'll be looking for the rails. Um, but, yeah, she's definitely uh, was very impressive in her performance. She was, and uh, she's opened up favourite with the tab for the Oaks final there on Thursday night. I think if there is going to be an upset, Sean, it might be Webleck Whirl uh, having its first look there last week, went around favourite, found the line well. Um, and I reckon if there is going to be an upset, we'll talk about that in the preview. Potentially it could be her, but my girl Kizzy deserves to be favourite there for the Oaks. They were the two heats we had last Thursday. The Derby heats, um, heat number one, Major Major ended up winning this, ran 29.71. Uh, Fly for Tricks ended up running second and exhilarating ran third. Um, look, Sean, I think Fly for Tricks... Uh, was bumping mid-race with Exhilarating. They set it up for Major Major, who was right behind that pair. He got the rails run at the right time. He was impressive. I think Fly for Tricks is still learning the caper. He's doing it all on raw ability at the moment. I think Major Major's margin was was strong enough to suggest that it's going to be hard for Fly for Tricks to turn the tables, but I think Fly for Tricks will get better on that run. Yeah, listen, what an exciting heat it was to kick off mm. the Derby series. Um. All three of them, major, major fly for tricks and exhilarating, really put it to them um, in the early part of the race and was still there turning for home. Major, major has the benefit of more racing and in, mm. and in, and in strong company um, and was professional, um, took the run, really pushed hard off the back straight. 29.71, did everything right for the Troy Murray team. She mentioned fly for tricks, endless amount of ability, this greyhound, um, a progressive type and, and is a huge player in the final um, and exhilarating for Ben Rawlings, that was an impressive performance as well. Yep. A high-speed greyhound, and it can dictate probably in the final because of its such high speed, but it was a terrific first heat of the derby on Thursday night. Yeah, it was exciting. Major Major was able to get through on the inside mid-race to win. He's certainly going to be hard to beat in the final. Um, heat number two of the derby, Woodside Zulu. Well, this was a really impressive win because Kurong Nugget, the favourite for the race, he was $1.30 in the race. He led... He was a little bit wayward on that first home corner, which he can be. I'm not sure if box one was totally suitable for him, but he was a bit wayward. He got away down the back, clear. Woodside Zulu had to run him down, which was a, a very good effort to do that because Kurong Nugget's no slouch here, Sean. Mm. The winner ran 29.77. We're going to chat to Graham Smith a bit later on, but no doubt he would have been super excited after that race. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, a, a really excellent heat of the derby. Kuro Nugget was very, very short in the market and, and did get headed and pressured um, by Aston Hayato early, who showed really good speed. Kurong Nugget, I wouldn't be too disappointed with the performance. Only mm. went down by a nose. I think most people would probably be surprised. Woodside Zulu rolled up to third yeah. um, down the back straight or into the back straight and was probably a lot closer than a lot of people thought. Very strong on the on the run home Woodside Zulu. So Kuro Nugget, to just go down by a nose, I wouldn't be too disappointed with the performance. Um, you'd, again, we'd have to take another step in the final, much stronger race. But yeah, Graham Smith's dog, Woodside Zulu, fantastic performance. Um, really um, desperate to win that greyhound. And when he did land so close, he was always going to be hard to hold out. Mm, they dominated that race, really. Oakvale Blue, Adios McLaren, field third and fourth, but they were no match for the front pair. So... 
We'll watch those two with interest in the final. Their time, incidentally, 29.77 compared to Major Major 29.71. Not a great deal of difference. The last heat was the slowest. Um, there was some bother in this race. And Classic McLaren got the lovely run to sit behind Private down the back. And, look, they ended up running 30.04. So both uh, the winner and place getter is going to have to go a lot better in the final. Webleg Jet was the dollar forty favourite in this race, Sean. Um, looked, as I said earlier, looked a bit new. Uh, flashed home, did its best work late. Hank the Hustler was disappointing. He ran off on that first corner. He cost himself any victory whatsoever. So it was a very messy race. Classic McLaren was in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to the Fosters with Classic McLaren. Um, had picket fence form leading into this heat. Um, started ridiculously odds, you know, double figure odds. Mm. But um, professional enough, got the job done. I was in the right spot at the right time and won. And um, full honours to the winner. However, Webb Lake Jet found plenty of trouble, was heavily supported in the market. Um, it's first reserve for the final. Um, I'm sure they've got their fingers crossed that it could possibly get in, but it is in another race on the night. It's in the market as well, Sean, for the final. Yeah, mm. I mean, it was, again, heavily supported, but found a lot of trouble. And the 30-30 of his time is no reflection on, on that dog's performance. Mm. His momentum was stopped on a couple of occasions. Hank the Hustler, as you mentioned, I thought on the first turn, Tim, he was going to lead and yeah. here we go. He, he, he's going to be very hard to beat, but he did run off. Lost ground, got behind Webb Lake Jet, and he was just behind Webb Lake Jet. I wouldn't – he was disappointing on face value. He did run home still quite well. Unfortunately, he's missed his spot in the final. Um, but uh, yeah, slightly disappointing, but he did cause himself some trouble, mm. to be fair. Um, Classic McLaren private, showed good speed to, to lead them up. Just got tired the last little bit. So, again, a really nice a derby heat. And um, anyone who makes these finals, Tim, Group 3 level, um, they've certainly justified their spot. And congratulations to Classic McLaren and Private. Yeah, they were the three heats of the derby, two heats of the Oaks. We should touch on Sir Truculent too, Sean. Uh, we, said he, we sat here last week and we said that he was vulnerable. We didn't like what we saw the week before. Um, he was rolled again. Uh, Golden Knight got out to a very good lead and no one could run him down. But it, Sir Truculent didn't attack the line again and... He went around since last Monday night and again got rolled. Yeah. Um, Golden Knight. Well, he went 34-62 over the 600. So it was going to be extremely hard for Sir Truculent yeah. to, to to chase him down. But he did. He just lost his position down the back straight. Not the Sir Truculent that we know. Mm. Um, as you said, he went around Monday night. And again, it, it looks like he's looking for a 1,000-meter journey yeah. at the moment. He got warm very, very late. Uh, he's in again on Thursday mm. night over 700. I know Wally would be doing everything he can to uh, to get him back to his brilliant best, which is what we all want to see. Um, he does, yeah, again, he's a little bit vulnerable at the moment. You just, mm. just don't necessarily know what you're going to get with him. He has been beaten in quick time. So, I mean, again, I'm, mm. I'm very hesitant to knock quality greyhounds, which is what he is. There was just no dash down the back, mm. though. He copped a little tiny check. I thought it was a bit bigger than what it was. I went back and watched the replay. It was a very tiny yeah. check. And there was no acceleration down the back. There'll be some alarm bells ringing on Thursday night if he gets beaten in that field there on Thursday because he he would wipe the floor, I guess you could say, with most of those greyhounds, Sean, in that race on Thursday night over 731. If he happens to get beat Thursday, there'll be some massive alarm bells ringing. Yeah, I agree. I think he um, Thursday night's um, 
back to D-Day for him, for the, the people who love and support him. Um, yeah. They want to see him back to his best. We, we all want to see that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we, it would be nice to see him somewhere near that. And he should be too good for them if he is. You'd think so. Boom down looks the, the logical danger there. We'll talk about that in the preview. That was the the review of what happened last week uh, here in South Australia on the Dogcast. And that, of course, is all thanks to Pet Food Co., Look them up, freshpetfoodco.com.au. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. (laughs) Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out, gapsa.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. All right, the preview we're going to launch into in a moment, Sean. We just might touch on a couple of things quickly before we do that. Um, talking about previews, we've got Saturday morning Greyhound Racing coming up again this week. It's uh, Is that the third Saturday morning, Sean? That'll be the third one, Tim. Yeah, every fortnight we're um, we're running Saturday morning at Angle Park around the 8.30 start to just after 11 with yep. 10 races. Um, this is the third one. The first two meetings have progressively been better from a wagering point of view, and I, I think that does come down to people... Uh, knowing that yeah. we are racing um, on Saturday morning and, and having a look at us and, and, you know, we'd love to be there once a week. We're there once a fortnight at the moment. But um, the signs are very positive. And I hark back to when Wednesdays first started, Tim, and we mm. started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the wagering was very limited on, on those. Um, but things gradually progressed and progressed to a point where we're now racing during the day on Wednesdays with the second, you know, Metro galloping meeting. Yep. So we're looking for this to build. Um, we have um, reasonable expectations ab- about this in the early stages, but it is building nicely and mm-hmm. it's been well supported by the industry. Yep. All right. So that's Saturday morning this week, an early start. Don't forget that if you're in South Australia, it's about an 8.30 start time. Um, the Adelaide Cup, Sean's pressing in the next few weeks. Now, there's been a lot of people ask me, and there's been a lot of people uh, mentioning on social media, what are the crowd numbers going to be like? How do they get tickets? Um, because I know with the COVID situation, things have been changing daily. But in yep. the years gone by, there's been the restaurant open upstairs, and then there's been facilities outside for people to be able to sit down and watch the Greyhound Racing and have something to eat. Is that still going to be happening? Uh, it. It, it will, but with some some um, restrictions around that. Um, our venue is only allowed to have a thousand people total. The restaurant's only able to have two hundred people total. Right. Um, so there'll still be plenty of stuff outside because there's only two hundred people up in the restaurant. Um, GRSA board and management decided that. You know, it's one of those years where, you know, we can't get our normal four or 500 people up in the restaurant. No. Um, we can get 200. So it might be one of those years to, you know, support those who support support a racing, which is our participants. Yep. So we've looked at it that um, up in the restaurant, the, the, the trainers who have a dog in, mm-hmm. um, they will they will get a seat up in the restaurant. They'll mm-hmm. get two tickets. Okay. Um, there'll be your normal um, people who have to come to these sort of meetings. There's the finalists, which you, which obviously you need to have seats for. There's some some um, VIP people that yes. come, but there's industry uh, clubs Sponsors. and all that. Mm-hmm. But they're the sorts mm-hmm. of ones that do have to come. But the numbers come down really, really fast once mm-hmm. you include all of those. So um, to the general public, mm-hmm. there's effectively no tickets 
upstairs. There's only 200 people, yep. and it's pretty much taken, really. But they can buy to sit outside. They can buy to sit outside. There'll still be um, kids' entertainment. There'll yep. be food vans. There'll be um, bars, facilities, a wagering. Mm-hmm. So what you'd normally expect underneath will just still all be there, mm. bearing in mind it's a total of 1,000 people, um, and we're very mindful of government uh, regulations and COVID restrictions. Yep. So we anyone who wants to come along, they need to book. Yes. Um, we hope everyone has a great time and, and do the right thing, um, which allows for our racing to continue and allow for these events to continue. So not just book for upstairs, but book to actually get a ticket to go on course. That's correct, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's to go with um, making sure we know who's on course, yep. um, for how many people are there, which any any events at the moment, the contract uh, uh, tracing of people mm-hmm. is very, very important. So we're very mindful of all of that. So we'd appreciate people to, to book. It doesn't cost anything to book. Mm. Just book your ticket. But upstairs in the restaurant is effectively booked out. Yep. So yeah. it's the first Friday of October. Uh, it's uh, It'll be Friday the 9th of Friday October. The 9th. So the heats are on Thursday the 1st of October, final Friday the 9th of October. We're expecting a... Um, uh, a, a good crowd there, as I said, a, a, up to a thousand people. The racing, as we know, Tim, mm. is going to be outstanding. Um, we, and we've got the Derby and Oaks tomorrow night. Next Thursday, we've got the SA Match Race Series, yes. which is going to be eight SA trained um, greyhounds or, or in the care of SA trainers. That's going to be exciting because pretty much all of those dogs are then going to progress to the Adelaide Cup Series. Mm. Bearing in mind the winner next week gets a, a ticket into the Adelaide Cup yep. uh, final. So really exciting time. So the racing's going to be unbelievable. We encourage people to get there, but obviously, um, please book. Uh, and and when you do turn up, have that in the mind that you know, like everyone's um, trying to do the right thing here yeah. to keep social distance. On. Mm. Yep. So Where it should be can. good. Yep. Should be great. That's coming up in a few weeks' time. Okay. Let's look at Thursday night's program. Let's start off with the Oaks. Uh, it's race number six on the program. Field is as such. We've got to the lineup being Emily Phantom drawing the red, Dakota Roxy in two, My Girl Kizzy in three, Marley J in four, Webleck Whirl in five, Sally Noggin draws six, seven Invincibility, and number eight is Fernambulist. Halley's Girl and Love and Thunder are the reserves. The market has My Girl Kizzy pretty short. As I said before, I'll be tipping her on top, Sean, but I do give a rough chance to Webleck Whirl now that he's now that she's seen the track. I think she'll improve on that last run. And Dakota Roxy, we've got to give her a great chance too because she was the other heat winner. Yeah, listen, uh, Tim, I think you're right. I think the 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 good performers through the heats are going to be the good, uh, sorry, the bigger players in the final. Um, one would expect Marley J from the four to to show her speed that she mm. showed last week, and most people will probably think that she'll get a bit tired. Yep. So she'll open the race up. One would think um, Dakota Roxy will show speed. Um, you say Weblet will benefit from another look at the track. And my girl Kizzy, while she has drawn three, and as I mentioned, she she did take full advantage of box one. I can see her getting a good run through the field here, mm. and she is very strong at the end. So I would be looking at at her being a justifiable favourite. And like you, Tim, I I would be tipping her on top. Um, I do think though that she is going to need some luck, yes, somewhere to get a position early. And then during the latter stage of the race, I think she's strong enough to get it mm. and she's got the form on the board. But I do think there's some dogs in here that can really challenge her if they can pinch a break on her. And if Dakota Roxy could actually punch up and find the lead, mm. she'll run 29.8, which we know she ran in the heats. Yep. It's going to make it hard if my girl, because he just finds a little bit of trouble along the way. 
So I'd be looking at them as my top two picks. Yeah, I don't think she's any moral, uh, my girl Kizzy. She's short enough at the price she is at the moment. But uh, Dakota Roxy, Webleck, Well, Marley, Jay, they're all players. And I think Funambulist is the blowout. I think uh, her run last start was excellent in the heats of the uh, the Oaks. And uh, wouldn't that be a big thrill for Jane McNichol, who's uh, only just started training again recently, hasn't she, Sean? Yeah, she has. She's got a, a lot of the, these dogs um, back in her name and um, she's got a fantastic strike rate. Uh, yeah. It could be a, a huge night for her because we know she's got a big player in the derby. Yep, yep, she sure does. So that derby field is race number eight on the program. I should say it's a 10 race program there at uh, Angle Park on Thursday. Now the derby field lines up like this. It's a super field. Kurong Nugget draws box one again. Two exhilarating for Benny Rawlings, who ran super in the heats. Three classic McLaren for Tanya Foster. Four major major for the informed kennel of Troy Murray. Five Oakvale Blue for Nathan Wilson. Number six is private again for Troy Murray. Seven is fly for tricks for Jane McNichol, who we just spoke about. And Woodside Zulu draws the pink box number eight. So the box draws made this very interesting. Um, I'm going to be tipping Major Major only for the fact I was tipping him to win or potentially upset Shadow Mist in the in the national final. So I do think he's a very good dog, Major Major. He doesn't have to lead to win. He's smart in a field. He'll rail up. He'll go around them. So I think he's the one to beat. I think Kurong Nuggets got improvement, Sean. I think uh, he was a little bit vulnerable last week on the line, but he'll get better for that run. Um, and, and I think, obviously, Fly for Tricks, I just I just worry fly for tricks last week. It was there for him. I know he's a little bit new to the game. I think he'll improve. And as I said, I think the best roughy in the race, if you're looking for one, may be exhilarating because he has got the speed. And if he jumps better than Kurong Nugget, he might be in the lead. Yeah, I, I actually think exhilarating will lead this field mm. for, for Ben Rawlings. Drawn the two based on his heat performance, but also he's come out in recent weeks in a 438. And that'll lead this field. Yep. Um, Korong Nugget, I think, will benefit from the run, and he could lead, but he can also sit behind exhilarating as mm. well. So I think Korong Nugget would be my on-top selection because I think he will either lead or he'll be behind exhilarating. Yep. And that will be the difference in the race, and I think he can run past exhilarating down the home straight. Um, major, major, not exactly sure, Tim, where he's going to end up, but mm. like you, we've shown that he can come off speed. He can ping as well. Yeah. I remember the race before the national heats. He did ping. He, so he can, he and he can, and he runs time mm. when he does lead. He's a, mm. you know, he's a twenty nine six dog. Um, I just, I just don't know if he can cross. Uh, there's a lot of speed in this race. Uh, Fly for tricks. Um, this greyhound, I think, would need to lead to mm. win. I think. Yep. Um, has the speed to lead, and I think that's what makes this race so interesting. There is an an awful lot of high speed in this race. We're just talking. You know, 445, we're talking dogs that can go mm. to sub 440. Um, and if any of them do get the front, they will be really hard to beat. Yep. Said so I'm looking at exhilarating leading. I do think, and he's a big player, he can pinch a break on him. But I think Korong Nugget's the dog that's going to get the best run in the race. Mm. And he'll be right there at the end. We should also mention, we're going to talk to Graham Smith about yeah. Woodside Zulu. I wouldn't put it past this dog. He's going to be the strongest run home dog in the race. Yep. From box eight, just not sure where he's going to end up. If he's mm. back worse in midfield, he, he can't he can't chase him down. I do expect him to charge home. Though. Yep. And this is pre-scratchings. If one of these were happened to come out, Webleg Jet would be a chance of getting a run. Now, if he got a run, yep. he would be right in contention here. So uh, it's a fabulous field. The derby always is. And it's the, the normal names we see up there. Sean Cameron Butcher's always got a, a star in the making. Benny Rawlings has always got a great kennel. Troy Murray's team's flying. Tanya Foster, the Fosters have been around for a long time. 
Uh, Nathan Wilson's always had a good dog. Jay McNichol, Graham Smith. So it's a fabulous field of runners and trainers, and uh, we look forward to it. Yeah, and, and I think... The, the Oaks and Derby series in past years, Tim, have been dominated by interstate mm. greyhounds, high-quality interstate greyhounds. Yep. This field, and yes, we, we've got a couple of dogs mixed in that come from interstate with SA trainers, but generally it's a, it's an SA series for yep. both of these. And and um, it just highlights the quality of dogs. Is this Derby final, Tim, would measure up against any Derby final. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. I expect these dogs to really progress and and maybe head towards the Adelaide Cup, but mm. other big races uh, in the future. All right, a couple of draw cards there Thursday night. We're going to talk about Sir Truculent. Race nine, he's in the 731-metre race. He's up against 530, who's out of form. Shanlin Haven, who's a wide runner. Uh, Mr. Curie, who's reliable. And Boomdown, who looks the obvious danger to Sir Truculent. But as I said before, if he doesn't win this, uh, the alarm bells will be ringing there Thursday night. Yeah, uh, agreed. Again, um, he's got a, a very, very winnable race. Um, he would... Prior to his last couple of performances, he'd be a dollar ten, dollar twelve. He'd be supported as well. Mm. Um, I think he'd be a bit easy in the markets. Mm. People just want to see what he's going to do. I still think he'll be very short. I yep. do. I don't think you can let him get out too much. Um, but um, he'll just. We just want to see him do everything mm. right and really rev up down the back straight. We love seeing that. Mm. I think. I think if you're a punter, you'd look at it and say his last two. He he's been way off. Uh, Boomdown is a dog that looks the logical danger if Sir Truculent's not up to it. So would you take a bigger price about Boomdown and, you know, see how the run goes? Or would you dive into the shorts about Sir Truculent? Right now, I'd probably be tempted to uh, take Boomdown at the longer price, Sean. I know it's a big uh, thing to say, but Sir Truculent, he just hasn't been himself. I'd love to see him bounce back because we want to see him there on Adelaide Cup night in that Premier staying race. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For sure. I mean... Down the back straight, if Sir Truculent and Boom Down are head and head, mm. um, uh, again, again, you might be on Boom Down. To be mm. honest, I yep. expect Sir Truculent to be in front of Boom Down, mm. and that should be enough to get him over the line. But down the back straight, if Boom Down has, is head and head with him, mm. uh, the odds on Boom Down would look quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Shadow Miss. We see Shadow Miss return to uh, his favourite track here at Angle Park. He's a real draw card. We don't know. If he's going to the Adelaide Cup or if he's going to the Million Dollar Chase, we hope he's going to the Adelaide Cup because we want to see him there. He's drawn box two in race number five. He's up against a good field. He's got uh, Blister drawn underneath who's got speed. Sunset Milo was incredible last week. His win was outstanding there Thursday night. I put on social media after the race, Sean, Sunset Milo potentially going to the Adelaide Cup heats. I don't know if he is or he isn't, but... uh, I think he, I think he probably needs to go that way because he's getting better with each run. Yeah, and again, it's a fabulous race. Um, not to discount Shadow Miss because I'll, I'll talk about Shadow Miss. Unbelievable mm. what Lauren and, and Ryan are doing with that greyhound. Um, comes back to Adelaide after really performing really well in a couple of trials at Wentworth Park, helping put SA on the on yep. the national scene uh, yet again. Drawn box two, you know. Um, a number of weeks ago, you'd have gone Shadow Miss Box Two, not a problem. Just put it in as a win, mm. no worries. But gosh, it's um, it's a super race. And as you touched on Sunset Milo, he was in, he was on a lot of trouble uh, at the first turn last week. He was back with Alfieri, yeah. and and you know Alfieri is a strong run home dog, but he went past Alfieri off the back straight, um, got to the outside, and running twenty nine six off speed. Mm. Not since hooked on Scotch. Now it's a big claim, but but dogs over five hundred meters to come off speed um, to run that sort of time is huge. So he's certainly not hooked on Scotch, but 
Tim Aloisi is doing a great job with this Greyhound. He's done everything. He's went through the Mount Gambier Cup Series. Uh, he stepped up to open company and performed fantastically well last week. I really hope he progresses to the match race series. Yes. Because one-on-one, Ooh. what could this dog do? Correct. Um, and then off to the Adelaide Cup, I assume that's where they're heading with this dog. Um, Tim's done done a great job with his team. It's a huge highlight on the night. Mm. This is a real teaser for the next few weeks at the open company level, this this matchup. But as you mentioned, Tim, geez, Blister, one of the most yeah. improved chasers in the state. Sweet on me's back with Ben Rawlings. Um, and, you know, Zipping Ted and Corborn get up. With an ounce of luck, they mm. can pinch this. We know what a great set of hair that Ryan Tugwell's got, Sean. He did tell me the other night at Murray Bridge he's getting a few grey hairs about his decisions he's going to have to make with Shadow Mist in the coming weeks. So, um, But I think he'd probably like to go grey if he's got the decision of getting an Adelaide Cup or a million-dollar chase on him. So best of luck to Lauren and Ryan. What did you make for the best on the program, Sean, uh, Thursday night? Okay, well, my best on the program, I, I'm going to back up on this dog. I was on him last week, um, or I tipped it to the listeners, sorry, I mm-hmm. should say, last mm-hmm. week, was mm-hmm. race seven, number one, Rushes. Yeah. Um, comes into box one now. It's won three of four from box one. I was still super impressed with this dog's performance last week. Mm. Um, Couture ended up winning the race. He was going to be in front of Couture early doors, but found a little bit of trouble around the turn into the back straight, and Couture got in front of him, Mm. and that was the race. He ran home really well into second. Box one, I think he can really push nice and hard. It's his race this time. I expect him to be uh, pretty much leading and winning. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I think he's going to be very hard to beat rushes. So that's race seven, number one. My best, I think you've got to tick uh, Webleck Jet, race four, number four. Um, with that run under his belt, he's a reserve for the Derby final. I know he cops Wooden Tiger, Love and Thunder in that race, but I think with that run under his belt, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. So race four, number four, Webleck Jet is my best on the program. But it's a fabulous program, the Oaks and the Derby. Race 6, the Oaks. Race 8, the Derby. Of course, we've got Shadow Mist there. We've got Sir Truculent. It's going to be a super night Greyhound racing at Angle Park. That, of course, is the preview, and that's thanks to Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, search at the Dogs SA uh, and get on board. And as always, gamble responsibly. The interview. Yeah, the interview this week, of course, is focusing on the derby. And Graham Smith has got a, a live chance, uh, Woodside Zulu, there on Thursday night as we uh, say hello to Graham. How are you, Graham? Oh, good morning, fellas. Uh, everything is good up here. All right. Well, that's great. What would you like to say? Well, that's great, Graham. And uh, we love you uh, coming on the Dogcast. Uh, always good to have a, a new trainer on board. And we're going to talk to you about Woodside Zulu in a moment because obviously. That would have been a big thrill there last Thursday night. Yeah, oh, it was great. When I seen him get in the clear coming off the back, I thought he was in a big show, you know, big chance. And, uh, you know, he's got such a strong finish on him that, you know, doesn't matter what field he's in, if he's, if you know, sort of just past the distance boxes there, if he's in the clear there, he's, capable of uh, running most dogs down, I would say, you know, Mm. provided he can get a clear passage, of course, you know, but it's a pretty hard ask for box eight on Thursday night, you know, I know that. Well, you're in with a chance, you've you've drawn the pink, but you're in with a chance, Graham. Um, Before we touch on your training career, um, I know it's probably been uh, something you've discussed over the many, many months. Uh, You had some tragedy late last year, Graham. it's been well documented. Um, you lost your property up there at Woodside? Yeah, December the 20th when the Cuddley Creek fire came roaring through. Uh, 
pretty much everything just got totaled and you know the house and fences and yards and uh but thank god the uh kennel house remained intact it was sort of burned a bit but you know uh it was still standing and it was okay so i've moved on from there and mm. i'm still putting up yards and doing stuff even today but um i'm i've come a long way since since december so yeah, no, it's it's been a bit of a grind, yeah. taken longer than I thought it would have, but, you know, it just, everything just takes time, you know, and I'm trying to race in between and fix the house up and, you know, it's just a million things every time you turn around. Yeah, yeah what a life changer. Um, of course, we're going back to the fires that started late last year in December and continued basically through January and February and many people lost their houses. You were one of them. Graham, um, were you up there at the time when the fires come through? Were you, were you told to, to get out or did you make that choice? Yeah, your own? yeah, the girls at the Integrity, uh, you know, the animal welfare thing, they were ringing me every 15 minutes saying, get out, get out, get out, you know, the fire's coming. And, and I got caught about 18 months before when the Samson flat was, fire was on. Mm. Uh, I could see it coming over the hill and I evacuated and, it's a big thing to shift all your dogs, you know. And I went up to Murray Bridge and slept the night with all the dogs up there. And when I come back in the morning, yeah. the fire had changed direction and went down through Gummeraka. And I thought, oh, what a waste of time that was, you know. I wasted all that effort. And then this time, I thought, oh, the fire will change, you know. It'll. And I kept looking. I kept running up on top of the big hill here, mm. sort of Mount Charles, and looking and. Oh, I could see it coming. I thought, oh, any minute it'll, it'll, it'll move around a bit. And uh, and GRSA are on to me. Their buddy, the Integrity Girls, were saying, get out, you know, you've got to go. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to wait, you know. Mm. Well, next thing, it was roaring up my driveway just mm. about. You know, all the embers flew over and set fires everywhere. And uh, my uh, good friend Edgar, Edgar Kowalski come roaring over and said get out it's coming and mm. you know there's only one one way out here mm. and along Ridge Road it's a skinny little road and mm. he loaded some dogs in and I loaded all mine in and I was looking after a couple of dogs for Roland Parry at the time so it made things worse mm. anyway we just doubled up doubled up doubled up and, I, and like in my kennel house it's 23 degrees yeah I had the air conditioner on out here it's 46 and there's a howling gale uh, that almost burnt the skin off your face. Yeah. Anyway, we threw all the dogs in and just took off. And as we took off, the fire was all over the vehicle. You couldn't see, you couldn't see uh, 600 millimetres in front of you. And you didn't know whether you were going to crash into someone or, or what. Anyway, I got down to Angle Park and they opened up the kennel house and I put all the dogs in there. And, yeah. Oh, but it was awful. The, the poor dogs and, my best dogs, when I got them out the trailer, it was so hot. Yeah. You know, they were just piddling blood. Oh, and I goodness. thought, well, that's the end of them. But, you know, I gave them about five, six months off, just did nothing. And, uh, oh, they've come back real good. So yeah. I'm grateful, you know. Yes. But, yeah, I, I, I would have got uh, cremated if I'd have stayed here another 10 minutes. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, so that was in December, and obviously you didn't race any greyhounds until May, so you had that time off, and, and what a process that would have been to then, I guess, go through all the insurance factors and try and get your house rebuilt again. Oh, no, I started the plans on the house uh, two days after the house burnt down and went and seen the builder a week after and signed the contract and only got one quote, I, I can't mess around. The house is nearly finished now, but I, 
I just can't wait, you know. And it gets bloody freezing cold up here of a night, yeah. you know, and you can't. I tried sleeping in the tent uh, for a while, and then I was in the shed, and then the council kicked me out of the shed. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a grind, mm. but it, the house is nearly done, and, you know, in the long run, I'll end up better off, but it's mm. just you just got to have insurance and yeah, and just, just face the fact that if the fire comes, you've got to evacuate. You know, Next time I'll go early if it comes. Mm. It's it's a beautiful spot, Woodside. It's one of the most beautiful places in the Adelaide Hills. Obviously a favourite of yours because you name most of your greyhounds after Woodside, uh, Graham. Yeah. Oh, well, mainly, you know, it's just you've got to call them something. And uh, all the blokes down the pub follow them and, you know, they all uh, back them and it's like a little uh, team that all, you know, I can't go down the street now without someone asking me about the form of a dog. <laughs> no. no, well, that's a good thing. And I guess it'll be an emotional win there if Woodside Zulu happens to win Thursday night. Oh, for sure. You know, every year I try and buy four pups uh, to rear and I'd bought two from another breeder and then I didn't care what I bought. And Fred told me that uh, Wally had some, so... I rang Wally up and said, "Look, I'll I'll take a couple mm. and uh, to rear with my other two, because if I get four, it's just easier to break them in and trial them together, you know. Yep. Rather than have two and you drive all the way to Gawler or Murray Bridge or somewhere to break them in, and then, you know, it works out cheaper if you got four. It divides mm. up, you know, the expenses. So uh, when I went to Wally's to pick them up, he said, "Look, Graham, uh, he said they're all even. Have a look at them." perfect you know that and they were they were a credit to him but he said there's this one little black dog that never stops running it runs round and round and round and all the others pack it in and go to sleep and this thing just keeps doing laps you know and uh, he said take that one for sure so i said oh wally come on he said no no that that little one he, he's a he's completely different to the rest of them so i took his word and mm. got him home reared him up and yeah, I didn't notice anything different. And then when I broke him in, he was—he showed me straight away, mm. first time that he was better. Um, and yeah, no, the rest—you know—he's just improved. Every run he improves. So and his manners are improving. You know, before he'd run into the back of dogs, and mm. he didn't know what to do. He'd run, try to get through on the inside, and then cross over and try to get on the outside, but. Now he's nutted it out that, you know, if there's a break there, you put your head in and just go. So mm. okay. I'm very happy with the way his manners have improved. And, and Graham, with, with Woodside Zulu, well done on making the uh, the Derby final. Um, he's got such a huge run home, as you've, as you've already mentioned and we've seen. Is he going to, you know, potentially in his career, is he going to step up to the middle distance uh, and maybe further? Or is he just going to be that huge run home sprint type? Oh, I'll just take it bit by bit, Sean, you know. Um, after tomorrow night, I'm just going to turn him out for a while. I don't want to thrash him, you know. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, a dog with ability doesn't come along every day, and I, I just don't want to ruin him, you know. I just, like, like my other dogs, I only raced him once a fortnight. I know a lot of people have a go at me over that, but, you know, it's my hobby. It's not my business, you know, and mm. I don't care about it, you know. Once a fortnight's enough for them, and... I'll turn him out for two or three weeks and then see what happens from there. But 
Oh, I'll just take it bit by bit. But, yeah, I think 600 would be his pet distance. I don't know about any further. You don't know till you, okay. till you try it, do you? Um, no, you don't. But you certainly know how to get them to go because you're talking about um, good quality greyhounds and you've got one on your hands here. But you've had Woodside Jester running around over the last couple of years for you. And, and he did have that big break, um, as we've already touched on, um, when you had that, the bushfires came through. But prior to the break, he was breaking 22 seconds at Angle Park over the 388. And you go, well, this dog could be anything. And unfortunately, his career has been stopped by that sort of five or six months. But you've got him back um, and he's come back to racing really well. You must be really proud of the way he's come back to racing. And he's he's almost back to his very best, isn't he, for you? Oh, and he looks a treat, you know. And, like, not many dogs go 22.40 at Crawler, you know. Yeah. And, and and I think the, the next best time on that day was 22.90 or something, and he comes out and runs 22.4 at Gawler. Uh Yeah, that, that cheered me up. And to break 22 at Angle Park is, you know, not many do that. And the other one I've got here, that uh, Puma, Mm. Like he's gone twenty two oh two the other week, and that that was a hot run. Um, but he's got to if he begins and gets on the bunny, he's you know he can gap pretty good dogs. So I'm I'm happy with them all. But I've put a lot of time in on them. You know, every day there's it's not something that just happens. You've got to you only get out what you put in, and you know you've got to worry about all the little things and the big things take care of themselves. You know that. Yeah. Well, I was saying so, we were saying to Tim. Um, oh, sorry, I was saying to Tim um, before that um, your kennel's going as good as ever, Graham, as well. And and no doubt the boys at the pub who are backing the Woodside Dogs would be certainly quite thankful because um, you know not too often <laughs> not too often you produce them and they don't they're not winning for you at the moment. So it's a real credit to you about what you've come through, but also about you know the the time and effort you put into your dogs. Yeah. Well, it's. Yeah, I suppose, but mm. you know, they. I, I just do what everyone else does—the same old thing. But because um, I've only got a small team, you know, um, I, they probably get more individual attention. And I'm old school stuff. I walk them on the road. I've got—I've got a just about a new walking machine that I brought up here when I moved, and I've never used it from the day I've brought it up. And I just walk them for. About 45 minutes, all the dogs, you know, take four at a time and just go down the road and they see plenty of wildlife and, you know, it, 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 they love getting out, you know, and um, and they're all well behaved. You know, I just talk to them, put the lead and collar on and, and we just go and they, they're, once you get them into a routine, they're, they're easy to walk, you know, and uh, it's good for me too. I like getting out. Um, and I've got a little track here, and lately I've been going up to Murray Bridge and uh, giving them a rip up and down the straight there, which is pretty good. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, you just got to got to do what works for you. You know, I'm no expert, um, yeah, but you do. You just got to find find out what works for the dogs, and if it does, just keep doing the same old thing. You don't change anything. Well, I reckon. Um... I reckon, uh, Graham, if uh, you win the derby on Thursday night, I reckon one, you'll have a uh, a round of drinks uh, coming to you in the in the pub up there at Woodside. But also, I reckon Wally Harkins might be the the next one in line to give you a, a, a tap on the back and say, "I told you so. I, I gave you the right dog." 
Yeah, he's already come and told me that. <laughs> I, I, I thought he, he might have. He wished he'd have kept it. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I think he's had enough success with Sir Trackland anyway. Yeah, the bugger. So, uh, just share, share it around a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, oh, look, it, look, I'm a realist, mate. It, it's a very big ask. And, you know, Cameron's got the red again. And uh, there's really good dogs in the middle of the field. So mm. the only thing I can hope for is that my dog misses it and gets down on the fence. And when they scramble around the corner, he can get through. That, yeah. That's all I ask, that he doesn't jump and then gets carted, you know. Mm. Well, but we'll wait and see, you know. Yeah, well, you're due for a change of luck, Graham. So I reckon if you can win the derby on Thursday, I don't, uh, I don't reckon anyone will begrudge you that win. And uh, we wish you the best of luck there on Thursday night, and uh, good luck with the team, and in, keep enjoying Woodside because it's a beaut spot up there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, it's excellent. I'm just so glad I'm here. I'd never want to live anywhere else. But anyway, thanks yeah. very much, fellas. No and, worries, uh, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Hope I haven't bored you too much. No, entertaining okay. as always. Thanks, Graham. Okie doke. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. Graham Smith, there, our guest on the Dogcast. Sean, he's got a great story to tell. He was one of the lucky ones that got out there in the fires, and his dogs all survived it. And uh, as I said, if he wins Thursday night, it'll be an emotional night, and uh, I think everyone there will be happy for him. Oh, I, I agree, Tim. I think it's uh, really great to get these trainers on and give, particularly Graham's story, get that little bit of an insight yeah. for the for the listeners that understand how serious um, like bushfires are and how mm. close it comes to, to people losing you know, livestock and their lives mm. and how close it came to him. So he's got a, a, a huge story to tell, and it's great we could do that on the Dogcast. Yep, definitely. So we'll do it all again next week. We're going to be focusing on the final, what happened this week of the Derby and the Oaks. We're also going to concentrate on the Match Race Series next week here on the Dogcast. That's been another edition of the Dogcast. <laughs>